0: My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Tyler Devereaux. So this is episode number three replay, logging out the 10 episodes to end out the year of 2022. Tyler Devereaux was great. He came on. He was another guy that's uh, been just doing amazing things on the multifamily side. I have a lot of friends who are friends with him, who know him, who have worked with him, worked alongside him, and the guy's just living the dream out in Maui. I believe he just opened up an office in Orlando. And since we connected on the podcast, we've stayed in touch for the entire year. I actually went out to one of his events. It was freaking awesome. He did an incredible job. His team was great. His content was great. I uh, just really had a good time. I learned a lot there. and it was great to get to be able to know the guys, see the guy give him a hug. That's what I love about this kind of stuff is you get to connect with people on a podcast and you just click with them, you see they're doing awesome stuff. And then a couple months later, you guys are, you know, having a conversation, giving each other a hug and kind of hanging out and learning from each other and stuff. So it was really cool. Um, he was super nice, really great guy. Um and again, just good energy, good vibes, good content. highly recommend. Checking out the multifamily mindset if they're coming to a town near you Uh, and definitely following Tyler Dever and all the stuff he's doing on the investing side, on the podcast side, on the real estate educational side, really just can't miss. So uh, I also got to train with one of his uh, buddies that's on his crew, Jake Dean, got to have that guy on here one time too as well, Uh, healing up best wishes for that guy. He's a stud and inspirational store and you would never know. That's again, another thing I love is just people that are going through stuff that you would never know. And he got up early and came and met me on the mats over in uh, North Dallas, 10th Planet with uh, Mr. Chauncey out there. So really appreciate that for coming on. I really appreciate his uh, success, his tenacity, as, as usual, and his mindset. So big on mindset, As you're going to start to see. You can't ignore that some of the most successful people we come across are all big on mindset. So you can learn a lot of really good lessons of somebody like this who just literally had a a shift and just had a definitive purpose and committed to it, made it happen and continues to make it happen. So inspirational guy, great dude. Consider him a friend of mine now. Thank you for coming on. You guys are going to love this interview if you have not heard it already. And if you have, you should give another listen anyway because he drops gold on this. So slash links to all the show notes to connect with me everywhere. Definitely appreciate all of you guys. Have a safe and happy holiday and looking forward to 2023. Text REAL ESTATE if you guys want to do some deals together, 516-540-5733, nicknick.com slash links, A-game podcast. Thank you, everybody. Tyler Devereaux, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day.
1: Welcome to the A-game podcast with Nick LaMagna.
0: All right, my guest today on the A-Game podcast is a real estate investor, entrepreneur, and educator fighting out of Hawaii who purchased his first property at the ripe age of 21 years old. He is the managing partner of MF Capital Partners, a privately held real estate investment company specializing in multifamily real estate. He now controls a portfolio of over 2,500 units, spending over six different states and valued over $250 million, and is now helping empower others across the country with the company he co-founded, The Multifamily Mindset. They are a real estate education company aspiring to help experienced investors scale and on a mission to create 150 new success stories of investors that are picking up their first multifamily property in 2022. He's a master of changing people's perspectives and creating optimists. He's a keynote speaker, a surfer, a father, a husband, a feller, Zolo drinking energy drinker, and most importantly, our guest today on the A-Game podcast. Welcome and thank you so much for being here, Tyler Devereaux.
1: Shit, bro. You nailed that, man. <laughs> The intro was legit, bro. That was I tell good.
0: That, that's all I got. It, it goes downhill from here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I, it's fine, it's a start that's most important, bro.
0: There you go, man. <laughs> I'm
1: impressed. You, I'm excited to be here. So thank you.
0: No, I appreciate it, man. Coming all the way from Hawaii. I you know the time zones are different, but uh, I can already feel your energy through the computer, man. So I really am excited to have you here. You're in a much better climate than me right now, but you know, there's so many things we were talking before we started recording about directions we could take this podcast because there's so many good teaching points and little lessons that people can take away from so much of your journey whether it's real estate mindset business all the different things but for people who are not 100% familiar with you just yet can you give them a quick 30,000 foot view of of who you are and where you came
2: from
1: yeah so I mean you nailed the the intro should I I'm glad it's recorded man because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna require that for any other podcast or any event that I do from here on out (laughs) but man my journey is one that I am super grateful for. You know, like my life is very different today than it was even, you know, three, four, five years ago. Even, and so I just believe that. So I, you know, I grew up, you know, middle lower class, but I grew up with love. You know, I had people surrounding me that I just that it, I I didn't lack love. That's fact. And I'll tell you that I actually believe that how I grew, well, I know for a fact that how I grew up is is what drove me to be, you know, where I'm at today and just the ownership. And then just, um, I just felt the responsibility, man. My mom was a single mom raised four kids, you know, on, on her own for the most part. My dad is a great dude. I love my dad. Uh, he lives out of the country has for a long time, you know, he, he took his own, own journey and, and I don't, I don't fault him for that at, at, at all. You know, like he, he was trying to find happiness and, everything in his life, and I, and I love him, man, but, you know, growing up, were just some hard times, you know, I saw my mom struggle, and, and Nick, I'll be honest, seeing my mom struggle, and, and, and just seeing how she approached it, though, like, she, my mom's an ass kicker, dude, I, she's an ass kicker, like, there's nothing standing in her way, you know, but seeing her, who I love so much, and who's just, you know, trying her hardest, and just providing, and, but I I wanted to be in a position to help, you know, and I was not in a position to help, and I never wanted to be in that position again, man, so I started the business at 16, Uh, it was a great business, Uh, I cleaned people's blinds, it was called supersonic blind cleaning, and so I cleaned the blinds in people's homes, and that was my first taste of entrepreneurship, and then, uh, you know, went to school for about a half, you know, college for about a half a semester, (laughs) realized that uh, that probably wasn't going to be my journey, and uh, started down this track of entrepreneurship again, you know, started an, an internet business and uh, actually got a single family rental and saw the, the passive income coming in from there. And the, you know, the value that was there. And then I, I just kind of, just kind of took off, you know, there's, there's, well, took off, meaning I started, man. I, I, I don't <laughs> know. I've still taken off, bro. You know, but there's things, there's been major drivers in my life and, uh, One of them is time with family. Before I even had a family, I I knew that I wanted to provide in a bunch of different ways, but time was most important because I want to provide man temporally, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, everything, but I can only do that if I have time to be there and provide them the life that they deserve and then be in a position to, to give back and to help others better their lives. You know, there's been a lot of people in my life that have helped me better my life and believed in me in times when I didn't believe in myself and provide opportunities and so those things have driven me for a long time man I'm grateful to be in a position now where people you know have seen the journey recognize the journey and want to hear about the journey it's humbling
0: so that's awesome man I appreciate you sharing that and definitely kudos for being a guy who wants to take care of his family and take care of his mom man because I, I agree a thousand percent I, I tell everybody I didn't come from money but I came from support and I would almost rather somebody come in that way with a supportive family or spouse or somebody on their corner and no money than somebody that has the finances or something backing them with, with the negativity at home. Because if, if I would have called my mom when I was going to buy my first property and she would have told me, no, don't do it or you can do it. But if this gets messed up, I'm going to say, I told you, like, I probably would have never done it. But just that person going, yeah, I trust you. Go do this. I was like, okay. And the first one turns into the second one, second one turns into the third one. So I think that that's awesome that you did that, man. It says a lot about you and your character.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. But I, I love that, that that support aspect. And and I agree, dude. It's having somebody there that's cheering you on. Massive. It's huge.
0: That's awesome, man. So you touched about buying a, a single family home. And obviously, uh, a big focus of, of your business today is, is multifamily. But a lot of people, it, it might be shifting a little bit now over the last couple of years. But for the most part, that's really the journey that I hear is They've gone into entrepreneurship, they tried like selling soap or going a whole bunch of other things or doing prepaid, you know, like we've all done all these things and kind of gotten the bug a little bit and tried to figure out what works. And then eventually found a way to real estate, got into single family, and then eventually you transition into multifamily. So I would love to hear a little bit about what was it that got you specifically to pick up that first property? And then what was it that made you start to say, okay, I have the confidence to do this and now I'm going to scale this up into multifamily? Yeah, man. I love,
1: I love salt. So <laughs> that hit my funny bone, bro. That's funny. Cause I have, I have, dude, I've tried a whole bunch of things and I remember, you know, getting married and my wife, her whole family is from this, you know, they're in the medical industry, like literally all of them, my wife included, she's a physician's assistant. And so my journey of just trying anything and everything, I've failed at a whole bunch, you know, And she was so patient with me through that. So anyway, yeah, just trying, trying a bunch of stuff. But the the first, your question, how did I get that first house? I uh, don't get too impressed with, you know, don't get too, this is back in the day when dude, you just needed a pulse, right? To get approved for a loan. (laughs) And I had one. And so I got approved. My mom told me that I should buy a house. You know, I made a little bit of money and my mom told me that I should buy a house. And I wasn't making a lot of money though. Like I was, I was making a little bit, you know? And uh, so I did, and you know, I, my, my buddies were in college and I figured, well, man, you know, they can live here. They can pay some rent. And, but I actually got, I got this sales job is what I, it was what I had. That's where I was making some money. Um, but I got laid off from that job. Like dude, a week before closing, I got laid off. Uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, but that was a huge pivotal moment for me dude, because like I looked at that. I couldn't believe that somebody could pull the rug out from underneath me so quick, you know? And, so my, my, my mindset at that point was like, okay, I'm still going to buy this house because I don't want to pay other people rent. Plus I'm too far along the process. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> so I buy it. My buddies are paying me rent. They're, you know, paying me more than the rent. And so I have extra, then I'm able to do some fun stuff with, but I didn't even really recognize it at first. Really what I was doing was like just trying to survive. I'm like, well, shit, man, what am I going to do? I got, a I started a web business and it, you know, web design, web hosting, internet marketing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but to supplement, cause I wasn't making money on that at all. So to supplement, I was, I got another sales job and it's interesting because I looked at that sales job as this, I was, it was a source of embarrassment. It really was because I viewed sales as, you know, sales is selling people things, you know, convincing people to buy shit they don't need, you know, <laughs> and that's how I viewed it. But when I really like looked at the top people in that industry it's not that wasn't that at at all it was service-based like it was literally service-based and if they couldn't if if the product that we had couldn't serve them the way that they needed they would direct them somewhere else and I was like man it was eye-opening to me you know and so and it was really just helping people overcome concerns and I fell in love with that process dude and so I bought that single-family property and Saw it, started this web business as well. while I'm also now, you know working this this sales job that was in relation with web with the web business, by the way. So I'm learning and growing and building, and it was awesome. And uh, you know started making some more money, you know, bought some rentals because people told me that that's what I should do, I had no idea what I was doing though. No idea. And then the crash happened, you know, got got stung a little bit there. But I also opened my eyes like man a real estate could be awesome vehicle awesome vehicle but I just don't I, I need to get trained on that vehicle so I started to get trained but man what I realized very quickly is that the single family game I never it was never I knew that that was never it for me because my thing was passive income time with family and I, I once again I didn't even have a family at this point but I knew I would you know like the only thing I've ever known I wanted to be was the dad that's it you know so I knew I would and uh, so i just kind of going, going along this journey, but I saw the single family space becoming, dude, it was a job, man. It was, it was a taxing job. And so, but I had no idea how to scale from there or what to do. And so, you know, continued to grow the web business and that's, you know, continued to, to help make some money. But then I ran into a buddy at, at an airport and it, it my partner today, his name is Ryan Woolley. Ryan Woolley is, you know, I, I had, he was an acquaintance at this point, you know? And he told me that he had just been to a class where he learned how to buy apartments. I'm like, Oh, sweet dude. Like, you're talking like what duplex, triplex. He's like, no bro. Like big ass apartments. I was like, like hundred plus units. I was like, get the, what?
0: Yeah. I
1: didn't know that was possible. You know, I hadn't even read a book about it nothing. And so, but it was at a pivotal moment in my life, bro. Cause I just found out that I was going to be a dad. So now I'm married. Right. And my and I actually told this story we just did a big peak partnership event we'd mentioned that uh, before the call but the, our big you know networking event that we do annually and I mentioned this as you know with one of my keynotes is this time of my life that was just critical moment because I felt like once again the only thing I ever knew I wanted to be was a dad but I was I had zero balance in my life man and I saw that coming to a head as my wife is letting me know like I'm causing some stress, you know? And I'm just trying to do the best that I can to try to provide, but I needed needed to bring my most important aspects to the front. And all of a sudden I run into Ryan and um, he opened my eyes to this multifamily space and I'm forever grateful, man. It has been a grind, that's for sure. But I'll tell you, but I'm so glad once again, my success didn't happen overnight because I wouldn't appreciate it like I do now. And bro, I'm full of gratitude because it came into my life at at just a critical moment of my life, you know, so.
0: Well, I think it's important that you were in a position to take that in and see the opportunity there, because there's so many stories I hear like that that go the other way, that somebody goes, hey, I just came from this class. I learned how to invest in real estate. All that's a scam. Don't go do that. And I I think it's the craziest thing ever, because I tell people, I go, look, if you go out and you tell your friends and family, I'm going to go start a business. I'm going to open a restaurant. I'm going to open a bar. I'm going to open a a hair salon. I'm going to open a, a, whatever, whatever. Like most businesses are designed and proven to fail. Real estate is the thing that you can look over and over and over as a proven track record that has created more wealth than anything. But you tell your friends and family, you're going to go start a business that is very likely to fail that you have no experience at. And they're like, I'll post on Facebook. I'll send my friends there. You tell, I'll promote it all I can. Then you go, I'm going to start a business, but it's going to be real estate. I just learned it from a class. Don't do that. You're going to lose your rent. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it's it's the most backwards thing ever. I, I, I don't get it, but no. you took that as an opportunity, which is not what most people do. So I, I think that that was awesome that you had the awareness and the openness to say like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that together. Because that, like we keep saying, man, pivotal moments, defining moments, like, those little decisions of how you take those things and then go in a direction with it, that could easily be something you discounted that guy. And then we're not having this conversation today.
1: It's so true, man. Thank you, by the way. I appreciate that. I i, I don't think that I've really, I do see that all the time, but I, I don't think that I've really, meaning I see that with our education business all the time. Right. But I don't think I've ever really thought about it in my own life, but exactly what happened and and you know as you were saying that it was it made me think of why that's the case and and I believe that it was the case because dude I I i and my focus my aim was very definite if that makes sense like yeah. I I knew I I knew that there was more so, so even that principle alone like just this belief and why I had that belief I don't know I didn't know anybody else that that had that I, didn't, I, I knew literally nobody, bro, that lives the life that I live now. No, nobody. But I also believe that your environment is key because your environment is you surround yourself with, with people that are doing things bigger than you. All of a sudden, your hope increases. And the hope that the multifamily space provided for me before I ever even acquired an apartment was massive, man. And so... I'm I'm grateful for that. You know, I, I believe that wealth and happiness and success or whatever you want to call it, I, it, it eludes those that have a scattered focus, you know, those people who are successful or wealthier, once again, whatever you want to call it, they narrow, they, their aim, you know, they, they direct their focus. They have this self-discipline to know what matters most. And then going after that, you know, they just think differently. And that's, that's what I learned. I learned that even though I didn't think that way, I, I knew that I could learn how to think that way. So it was hope. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And I agree, too. You know, I was in a, a very bad place in my life. And that, that first thing, like you said, I, I didn't know anybody who didn't live paycheck to paycheck. And I didn't know anybody who knew anybody that didn't live paycheck to paycheck. So it was very hard to see that. But when I all of a sudden was like, oh, like there is a better way to live and there is something to go after and look forward to, that hope, I feel like, got me going day to day to get like, just gives you something to work towards some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. And, uh, you know, I'm a big believer. And that's why I, I don't give negativity to people. Cause it's like, that might be that little glimmer of hope might be the last thing that they have to, to keep them going, you know? And like, why would you steal that from somebody? You don't know how important that thing is to them. You know?
1: I love that. That just tells me volumes about you, bro. I love that because I, I agree, man. Like it is, it's, you're aware of other people. Like what you, what you just said is massive. It's not all about me, you, it's about Dude, that person in that moment, you have no idea what they're going through. And you know what? All, all that they may need from you, this is an actionable that I hope that your listeners just took from you because all they may need from you is to be like, fuck yeah, you got this, bro. Go get that. You know, and they're gonna be like, <laughs> shit, okay, uh, let's let's roll, you know? And they may come back to you and be like, you may not even remember that. And they may come back to you and be like, hey man, that time that you believed in me, thank you, you know? I mean, I, I look at it, I remember, bro, there's a guy, I talk about this guy all the time because I love him so much. His name's Key Daly. And Key Daly was my baseball coach growing up. And he, I remember going to a baseball game and his son was very good. His name's, his his kid's name is Jordan Daly. He was like one of my best buddies growing up. He's very good. Way better than me. I mean, dude, good. (laughs) He's very good. And I was riding with Jordan and my buddy, John, who was also way better than me. Very, very good. And... He tells me in the car, man. I I remember sitting in his truck, middle seat. It's weird. Like I could like vision it. We're going down I-15 in Utah. Like I like I remember this, dude. And he's like, he's like, man, Tyler, man, you know what's cool about you, dude? You're you're freaking, you can hit, you can hit the ball. You can freaking mash the ball. Like you and Johnny mash the ball. Like Jordan, Jordan doesn't have that, but you and Johnny, you guys are power hitters. Dude, I didn't see, I didn't view myself as a power hitter. But all of a sudden I was like, oh shit okay he just oh all right you know my hope increased and i remember hitting a home run that tournament that game that day to win the game and like my identity shifted you know and so surrounding yourself with people that can see the best in you and support you in that in that cause massive,
0: massive. yeah and Matt, i agree and i've heard you say something that uh i might mess up the quote a little bit but i thought it was so awesome because people listen to you and they oh well, yeah look what he's doing though he's different than me like i he doesn't understand that I'm scared of this and I got this at home and I got bills and blah, 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 blah. But they don't realize that like, just because they see you now, doesn't mean that you weren't at some point exactly where they were. And you told a really great story that I, I felt like I stopped and I was like, man, that was awesome. But somebody came to you and talked about their specific thing that was like, this is why this wouldn't work for me, but it would work for you. And I believe you said, look, I have the same doubts as you just for different reasons. And I was like, man, that's so powerful.
1: Yeah. Oh, bro. I'm still terrified to this day all the time, (laughs) all the time. You know, it's, it's, um, and I don't know exactly what, what story you're referring to, but it is, it's, it's this, but this is why I think it's so important to surround yourself with people that are operating in a higher level too, is because then you realize that, no man, they're normal people with everyday fears and problems every day, but do what they know how to do. They know how to handle them and focus on the controllables, you know? And they don't compare either. If they compare, it's it's to compare for hope, not to compare for justifying the situation of where they're at, you know? And so it's, it's, it's focusing on those controllables, you know, just once again, going to, you know, you know referencing back to peak partnership that we just did, you know, I'm jumping on the phone with, well, first up, Eric Thomas was there, Ed Milet spoke and being able to, meet them and see how they handled even challenges at the event and pick their mind on a couple things beforehand and if they're normal people and those two that I just mentioned Ed Milet and Eric Thomas are they're not normal they're great people
2: big names just
1: oh but you know they're great people you know like we had a um, technical issue with Ed's stuff and it was a challenge okay was, I thought, I thought Ed was going to be pissed, dude, because it was, man, he's there, man, to, you know, deliver a message, and the technical issues, well, would have, should have, maybe impacted his ability to, to do that, but um, it did not do that. The guy dove in, raised his level of energy, and I, I called him after, I was like, bro, I'm so sorry about that. And his reaction was, oh, my gosh, you kidding me, man? No stress, bro. Like, I've been there. I get it. I, challenges happen, dude. I totally get it. When a challenge happens, it's my job to up my game. And I literally just listened to him say that. And it was like, he was more concerned about how I felt in the moment than about how he just felt for an entire hour. And I was like, bro, this guy is legit. And so I, I, I believe that part of the, the process of overcoming challenges is to realize that everyone has them. And the way to get past the challenge is to help somebody else you know to, to take the focus off yourself and help somebody else.
0: So yeah. dude, I freaking love that you just said that because you're absolutely right. One of my favorite quotes is how you do anything is how you do everything. And I have worked multiple events like that and when I see even stuff like, you know, you go out with these guys and they're supposed to be these investors or these entrepreneurs or like these badass dudes and then you see like something happens with the table or the food and they start talking to the wait staff like they're pieces of shit and I'm like, dude, Bro. you went to that immediately? Like, what do you do when there's real problems? Like, and that shows me that you probably are not really good at business or haven't really done well in business. Because if if you can't handle this, how are you gonna? Like, I know real problems. Like, you wouldn't be able to handle them if you can't handle like cold coffee or like sitting by the door or whatever. Like, so the fact that he handled it like that makes me be like, yeah, that's why that guy is successful because he's able to roll with it and it's not a big deal. And you just you you take what you're given and you make it work, man. You know, I I love that.
1: Me too, man. I did. I used to wait tables, and so one of the, one of the, you two?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, a lot for a while,
1: (laughs) bro. And it's like, so that's why that's why that sticks out to you because I'll tell you, nothing turns me off more, nothing, than when somebody treat you know those people like shit. It drives it. That's a big turn. That's a that's immediately like, no, I'm out. I'm just out. You know. Yeah. It is. It's it's how you treat people. Relationships are key. Yeah, man.
0: You know, I, I had a few technical things I wanted to go in for your first deal, but I really like this topic. Yeah. So if we circle back to oh, it, we circle back you, to it. But, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of like where we're going here. So a couple of bullet points I had on there, which I think is super relevant to the to people you're in and what you're doing, is I, I generally boil it down to like four key things that people have to have or do or be to be successful in life and business. And one of them I feel is huge is the ability to make a decision. Second is being responsible and accountable. Third is good communication and fourth is a positive mindset. And I've heard you touch on a lot of those. I'd love to like dig down into each of those separately if it's cool with you and kind of figure out because I know I've, I've heard you do literally just podcasts on each of these things, on different things I've heard you on, man. So, you know, just starting with decision-making, man. It, it's, it's one of those things like when you get a car and then you see the car everywhere. Once I realized that I was not a decision maker and then I started becoming one, I can't unsee it now when people are unable to make a decision. And I watch most people have no idea that like they're living their life just letting things happen to them instead of making the decision to have things happen for them.
1: Yeah, man. Decision making is key. I love, I, I'd love to riff on all these, man, because decisions is something that I haven't always been good at. Why? Because I wasn't confident in the decision. And I also believed that that decision wasn't necessarily it, like in my control, the outcome of that decision wasn't within my control, right? I also looked at decisions as finite, like finite, but they're not, dude. And I also looked at, man, I, I need some inspiration to help me make this decision. When in reality, inspiration comes after making a decision. You know, I had this, not even that long ago, this is what, I mean, I started the education company with multifamily mindset um a, a year and a half a little over that and so so maybe two years ago is when this situation was going down but i i knew that one of my definite major purposes was to be in a position to help other people right and i got this email from somebody and her name is amanda dearborn i love her dearly i don't know what made her send this email but she pretty much told me i was playing small and needed to up my game and I just was blown away by that email, you know, and the belief that she saw in me. And then I go to my buddy's funeral and, you know, super sad situation that's just tragic. And maybe think about how I wanted to be remembered, you know, and, and I wanted to change, I, I want people to come to my funeral and be like, dude, that situation first off since then has made me contemplate and think about my mortality a ton, a lot. And, uh, you know, I want people to come to my funeral and be like, dude, that dude changed my life, you know? So then I'm, I'm thinking through this and I'm like, no, I think this is what I need to do. But it was a big decision. It was a very big decision. And so what do I do? I, I call over some people from the church as I was like, hey man, will you, you know, will you come say a prayer with me to help me understand what decision I should make? Right. And then <laughs> comes over and says the prayer. And in the prayer, he says, whatever decision you make will be the right decision. Right. And then they leave. And that night I'm, you know, I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, what the fuck? what's that shit, dude? Any, <laughs> what? You're supposed to tell me what decision, you know? But then as I kept thinking about it, I was like, man, that's actually, that's beautiful because if whatever decision I make will be the right decision, then, well, okay, then I need to make a decision in line with my definite purpose, which is to make an impact, man, to change lives, to help people. And that's beautiful. And, you know, the reason, though, that decisions are so hard is because I believe that one of God's greatest gifts is our ability to make a decision. First off, it doesn't make our decision. Whatever you know, I'm very spiritual. You know, whatever your listeners believe in, I I believe one of the greatest blessings we have is the ability to make decisions. But I also believe that the devil's greatest tools, the adversary's greatest tools, are distraction, doubt, fear, because they stop us from making a decision. So if you truly think about that. When any time that I think that I come across something, I'm struggling to make a decision. And I remember, like, oh no, I'm struggling to make a decision here for a reason. It's because I know that when I make this decision, it's going to have a massive fucking impact. And so the adversary wants to make sure that I don't make a decision because they don't, he, she, whatever, doesn't want me to have that massive impact. And so literally it literally reinvigorates me and like reinforces me and re engages my identity, be like, no, dude, I make decisions because I know that I'm in charge of that. And I know that this decision is going to lead to a bunch of pivots. But I also know that that decision will lead to inspiration and that I am fully capable of pivoting to get to where I need to be, you know? Decisions are huge, 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 huge. So.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think indecision kills more dreams and businesses than anything, man. It's uh, I, I, I use the line a lot that the world is filled with flattened squirrels who cannot make a decision, you know? Side of the road. <laughs> That's man. it,
1: back and forth. You know, yeah, I was just talking to my sister about this my sister helps on the investment side and we are changing or we've thought about changing our the software that we use to to manage investors you know essentially our our investor relations software our crm and we had made a decision and this is her her realm right that she's overseeing and she had made a decision but now i find out that she was second guessing And still using kind of both systems and trying to still figure out. And I I literally jump on a call with her and I was like, sis, you're afraid that you're going to choose one of these and it's not going to work out perfectly. But in reality, none of them are going to work out perfectly. Like right now, it's not the decision that's going to kill us. It's the indecision. You know, it's the indecision that kills us. So we have to make a decision because once you make a decision, then you can then you can improve the systems that we have but it, it if we don't do that now we're operating in inefficiency you know and i related it actually to my mom because i had told her this story before and so i related it back and my mom and my sister have gorgeous hair like which is bullshit because if anybody's watching this <laughs> I don't know if you put these on youtube but um i mean i'm bald as can be man i mean bald and it they have beautiful thick heads of hair and my mom's out here in maui and we go road to hana and she's you know me and my stepdad are out in the water and we're like you know Mom, come in she's like oh, i don't want to get my hair wet. we're like well you just come come past the break and you'll just float over the waves you know but she she doesn't believe us for whatever reason and so she's like stuck in this indecision right of like <laughs> should i go out should i stay on the beach and then this big wave comes up it's the black sand beach if you've ever been down there um on the road to Hana, this big old wave comes up, and i and like, me and my stepdad are looking at the beach at my mom, and we just see her eyes get big. And I look behind this big old wave, just wipes my mom out, you know, <laughs> and she disappears. I'm freaking swimming forward, trying to go get her. Sterling don't give a shit; he's just still, he's just still cruising, chilling. But I'm going to go save say my mom, you know. And then we're driving home later, and she's like, man, the indecision, really the 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 dangerous in the indecision dipping a toe that's that's the that's the danger like that only leads to regret and sandy ass hair you know I,
0: <laughs> I love that man that's yeah. awesome and you know that that transitions nicely into the next thing of like once you make the decision owning it and just being accountable for stuff yeah. because that's another thing i see is people don't want to make the decision so if it's the wrong decision they can be like well i didn't do that and and you said that i i worked with the partner for years that I didn't realize he was putting all the all the, the stress on me to make the decision. And I thought he was doing like sort of Miyagi stuff. And then I realized, like, it doesn't matter what you want pizza or Chinese food, you want to watch this or that you want to buy this property or that he was never going to make one. And I was like, man, I because then time rolls out. So I started saying, like, look, you need an hour, I'll give you three days. But by this time, this day, if you don't make that decision, I'm gonna make it, and you have forfeited your right to have any "I told you so." So, like, speak now or forever hold your peace. So, what, uh-huh. what is your experience with all the people that you've worked with that have been successful, and in your own life of just uh, how important accountability is for success in business?
1: Huge, huge, and you're so right. That's why. And and I once again, man, I used to be this person where <laughs> even if I would make a decision, I'd already have a whole bunch of reasons why just in case it didn't work a bunch of things I could blame it on just in case it didn't work you know it was the opposite of ownership and I'm sure you have you read extreme ownership before
0: oh yeah yeah I actually just trained with Jocko like a month or so ago out here
1: oh sweet bro that's awesome dude that's awesome that guy's I love all his stuff dude I read my kids all his books I don't know do you have any kids
0: no, no, just a dog. But hope, hopefully, having kids sometime soon, but not yet.
1: <laughs> One day, dude, I'm telling you, the Warrior Kid books, you'll love them, bro. I read them to my little my little kids, and I. But I love his, you know, book Extreme Ownership was my first introduction to him, and it's because it was this eye opener that ownership is actually, dude, it's the uh, the best thing that you could possibly do. You know, it, you think of ownership as being like, man, well, that seems like kind of daunting but in reality no because you're owning every single situation good or bad it's because of me i don't have time for blame i don't have time for you know blame you know it's all just okay this was the decision and it's okay if it doesn't work out shit it's probably not going to work out there's going to be things that don't go the only thing i know for sure is that things aren't going to go according to plan but as long as i'm owning the decision now instead of these failures turning into you know this victim-based situations now it just turns into stepping stone learning lessons and, and and bro that's when my life changed that's literally i believe when my life changed is when i understood ownership and literally taking ownership for everything man like i just having a, a conversation with and i this i i hope is a takeaway for every single person here too but i was just having not we have a bunch of employees now you know team members and i was having a conversation with the team member who didn't make the, the best decision you know but but I believe this, man. Anytime that somebody makes a, a bad decision, there's a lot of people, the, the decision that this team member made, he would have been canned. He would have been fired. immediately. <laughs> Most people, I'm just, I'm just, for sure. But I believe this, though. I believe that when, when if you can train in that moment, instead of just freaking cut their rank, you know, their freaking knees off, whatever, in that moment, now you, and you really show that you care about that person. Well, dude, then then you have somebody that will go to bat for you and go to war with you forever. And, you know, sometimes those people will still continue to make bad decisions and you do have to part ways, but we took this as, a, as an opportunity to just teach because what he was doing was the opposite of ownership. It was literally blame, excuse, blame, and just the energy, brother, that went into the story behind it. I just listened <laughs> and listened and listened. And I just finally interjected and I was like, listen, man, I'm I'm I want to teach you and, and and help you understand this from a different perspective, which is bro, I I could care less about the decision that you made. That that's what you don't understand. What I care about, bro, is the ownership that you take. If you would have jumped on this car right now and you'd have been like, hey, I effed up. I totally screwed that up. That was a bad decision. This is why I did it. I'm man, I really apologize. Like. That's totally on me. This conversation literally would be a three-minute, it wouldn't even be a conversation. It'd be like, bro, awesome, man. What did you learn from it? What would you do next time? Sweet, let's roll. But now it's been this whole slew of all these different things, man. It takes too much energy, bro. Listen, I don't care that you messed up. I expect everyone to mess up. I mess up every single day, man. But what I do want you to do is just take ownership for it because then we can learn from it. If we take ownership from it, accountability, we can learn from it, then we can grow and you'll be better and better and better, you know? And just to see the relief that he had of like, oh shit, okay, that seems, that seems a lot easier, you know? I tell my kids the same thing. I'm like, man, you'll never, you will never be in trouble for telling me the truth and taking accountability. I do not care if you mess up, you're going to mess up, but I just want you to, to own it when you do and tell me what you learn from it. And that's how growth happens, you know,
2: it's strategic if you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner whether you're beginner intermediate or advanced any way you're looking to get on a residential commercial land development wholesale and fix and flips whatever it is let's find a way to get you involved in some projects get you some properties whether you want to sell some properties to me whether you want to buy some properties from me whether residential fix and flip cash flow multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals go to www.nicknicknick.com go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in. If you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nickandnick.com links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. I love
0: that, man. You know, I, I, I can't echo that enough as far as those things go because too often, like I, I've started and run a bunch of companies and, and we had that from the top down. And now when I go and I see other companies and whenever you're like, Hey, this happened instead of like, okay, how do we fix it? It becomes a hot potato of, of why it wasn't. This. And I was like, I never even said it was anybody's fault at all. Like all I was trying to do was fix the problem. But now like looking around, I can obviously see that there's a problem here from the top down and like, you can't have leadership without accountability. And there's times that I'll just jump on threads and I'll be like, you know what guys, this was just my fault. Like, so now can we like move forward and try and actually handle like the situation, the problem. So it's just crazy, man. Like, it's like, would you rather be right? Or would you rather like work as a team and, and, and have growth and have movement and have progression and be profitable. But it's, it's a very strange thing that people have of just feeling like they have to be perfect. And it's, it's an impossible expectation.
1: Totally, bro. But that, that's another separator, I believe. Well, it's a separator. That's why you're talking about it. But it's this long-term vision. You know, wh- one of the things that Ed Let said at our, at our event that stuck out, and I might butcher it, but he said, situ- something like situations are temporary, but everything's temporary. But we make, we make long-term decisions based on permanent decisions based on temporary situations or something along those lines. And that's what's happening in that moment, you know, instead of having a long-term focus of how they could actually take this situation, learn from it and grow, they magnify the now. And when we magnify the now, I mean, stress increases, but when we look at the now to use the now to, and we magnify the future, you know, well then, then hope increases because we're getting better and better as we grow, you know? And so that principle of just owning it, but owning it just knows that there's going to be mistakes and you're going to pivot and grow from, from that, you know, every single time.
0: I I love that, man. You know, I I always go back to like boxing and jujitsu and people would say, I I love to box, but I don't like getting hit in the face. I'm like, yeah, like I I don't love it, but if I get hit, I don't get mad at the guy. I get mad at myself. I go, that was awesome. I did something wrong there. He capitalized on it. He's going to teach me what I did wrong and what he did right. And then it's not going to happen again. You know, I think like all those just, it's just your, I get excited to be like, wow, like, look what that person did. Look what that person's capable of. Like, how do I get there in business and fighting and, and anything, man? So I think that that's huge of, of learning, not only from the people that have done things right, but more importantly, like the mistakes that they have made, I think is way more valuable. Because I, I can listen to people talk about the stuff they did right all day long, but I want to hear about like, what did not What are the things I'm not hearing about? And that's why like, pivoting to what you're doing with P partnership i've i've always been a big proponent of real estate education education and anything like I, i'm a jiu-jitsu black belt i've been training for 16 years and i had a class yesterday that was amazing and i still went and paid for a private lesson this morning with another guy who's just a much higher black belt because he took those things and then fine-tuned it within six months of said in the next hour this is something that it would have taken you another six months to learn and then he's got a guy that he goes to to make him better so the people that walk into the room and think that they're the smartest people in the room and they have nothing to learn. I'm like, man, I know that you think that that's like the bravado you're supposed to have, but you walk into like a, a multifamily room or, or one of Mark Evans, like masterminds and say, I don't need any help. I got this. Like nobody is going to want to talk to you or work with you. So I'd love to hear about how you came up with the real estate education side of it. And if you were a product of that initially, cause that's definitely where, where I came from.
1: Yeah, too, definitely, man. Multifamily mindset is, is, was formed and created because I'm a product of, of education and higher level learning from anybody and everybody that I possibly can learn from, you know, and that is, that's accountability though. Like, like you, you, just mentioned too. I believe it's one of the biggest, one of the, one of the best things that happened to me in my life is I felt this massive responsibility to change the direction and, and to be that I felt like people looked at me as that person that was going to change me and my family. Looked at me as that person that was going to change the narrative for our family. And and I believe that they did, but I don't, I didn't know in the moment who knows, you know, but in my accountability on my shoulders all the time was like, that's on me. I need to do that. I need, and that accountability has, has challenged me and forced me to do things I never dreamed of doing, you know? And so people want to, want to shirk accountability when in reality, dude, you should, own it, take everything on your shoulders, dude, because if you do that, it's going to force you to do things that you would have never been able to do. But that's also going to take learning. And I love to learn, you know, do I, I invest in real estate for for a living? That's what, how I make my money. That's how I, it's the only way that I can, you know, live here in Maui and starting multifamily mindset. That's all self-funded. Me and my, you know, uh, meaning the, the owners, me, me, Ryan and Todd, it's all self-funded. And that comes from our investment company. But how does that happen? How do we do that? How do we scale it? Such a, I learn. We are asking questions. When I, when I, you know, create this environment to have an Ed or an, you know an Eric Thomas and why am I doing that? You know, I'm doing that because I want to ask them specific questions. I'm also part of mentorship groups, dude. I just dropped 20k like literally yesterday. that I'm going to go for a two day event. Why? Because I know that that 20k will <laughs> return way more than 20k you know just for, and it's never this one principle that you learn and and this like strategy is like the little it's the little things these little changes that you can tweak the little things that these people are doing that you're not doing you know and so so learning is critical and and i told you that i dropped out of college well it's because i didn't see that learning environment for me getting me to the life that i wanted to to live and I think there's a lot of people who probably and I'm not I'm knocking college, but but I am knocking those you know individuals who don't have a definite focus on what they want to accomplish, because I think a lot of people just go through the motions drift, hoping that they'll eventually figure it out. But, it, but in reality, if you truly define what you want and then reverse engineer it from there, well, then you're only pursuing the things that are going to get you there and you're asking specific questions, right? And so any environment that I'm in, hey. How can I do this? How can I do this? What do you do here? I'm learning. I go to class and I I teach these classes, all right? Three-day classes. These are individuals who are coming in. Some of them have invested. Some of them have. It's just a array, a whole range of people. I learn every single time I teach a class, every time, because there's somebody there that has a different background, a different environment, a different experience, a different something that I did not have. And that's that's how I've been able to scale, man, is my ability to just be teachable coachable at all aspects, learning from anybody and everybody. So I can't remember what the initial question was, but learning, bro, I love to learn, man. I just, I love to learn. So I want to surround myself with people that also love to learn, you know, because that's how we grow.
2: Now,
0: you nailed the question, man. I agree with that a thousand percent. You know, we talked earlier, I know you did come through you're, you know, your partner went to an education class like that yourself. And obviously you're always surrounding yourself with better people. And I think that that's huge because some of the people that I think are the, the most technical at their craft are teachers because you're you're constantly getting reminded of the fundamentals. You're constantly getting questioned to have to rethink things and then explain things because there's a lot of guys that can kick my butt, but they're not great at teaching me how they did that. You know, there's a lot of people that are making really good money, but they're not good at teaching me how to make money. So I think being able to do that and being open probably allows you to get better at teaching and explaining things. And I, I just love the whole twist because with multifamily mindset, you know, I I've seen other stuff. I've been to other stuff, but I love that your initial thing was right off the bat. We're going to create 150 new multifamily investors this year. And I was like, that's very definitive. Like that's something that somebody's going to look at and go, I want to be one of those people. And I was like, that's freaking awesome. Like you don't, generally here, education companies have like a mission statement like that with like a start and a finish point, man. So like what, what sparked that? Because I, I freaking love that. It got me fired up.
1: You know, what, what sparked that is learning. <laughs> I, we had a, I, seriously, we had a mentor come in. Um, it's actually, they're called SEAL Team Leaders and, uh, you know, Jocko has his, his stuff. And I would imagine that it's very, very similar. The guy's name is Larry. Larry Yatch. And he is, oh man, he's awesome. He's awesome. And he really helps us. He, he calls it a definite, or sorry, a desired end state. And he talks about what's this desired end state? What, what determines the success of your company? And he's asking us on all levels, the investment company, what, what, what determines the success? Okay. And we, we define it. Okay. What de- determines the success of your education company? And it's never revenue, man, ever. It's not revenue. It is success, student success. And that is, that can be very vague. You know, like we have people that come in that, you know, the only way that they don't do a deal is if they quit. I just believe that. But I also believe that some people go through this journey that we have and what makes our company very different is we're a mindset company and we're a real estate education company. We're also very heavy on mindset and anyone that goes through our program and succeeds we'll tell you the reason they did is because of the mindset aspect. It's a, it's a heavy aspect. Anyone that goes to the program though, is going to experience things that will improve their life in more than just real estate and wealth, dude. And so there's people that come through our program and maybe they don't even do a deal, but they will come with thank yous. And like, you know, this changed my life and this is why, and this is how it was like, Dude, we had a, a lady just jump up the other day and a, at this event, you know, peak partnership. And she's talking about how, she's talking about how before multifamily mindset is like what she said. And I was, you know, li- I was just blown away by, it, you know, but she's like before multifamily mindset, I just never, I never, I, I, she, something along the lines of like, she thought that she was ugly and fat and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just listening to this. I'm like, wow, where is she going with this, you know? She's like, but coming into this program and learning the mindset principles and being surrounded by people who see me and the best in me helped me understand that I'm beautiful and this is why, and that's helped me accomplish X, Y, Z. And I was like, wow, wow, what a different journey, what a different path, what a different, like, that's amazing, you know? And so, dude, I want to change people's lives, dude. And ultimately, the toughest part about starting the education business is I know I've learned I can't change anybody's lives. We we as individuals are in charge of changing our own lives, but we can absolutely provide an environment that show people how to do that. And one of the best ways we can do that are the things that you've already mentioned, man. Ownership, accountability, like, dude, making decisions. And as you can teach people that, that'll change their life in every area of their life, every aspect of their life. So 150 150 that's what we you know had defined and uh uh, it'll be more than that man this year it's been crazy to see just how you know people that came through a year ago and they've just been consistent building their teams and going through and trusting in the process and focusing focusing on the process the result is inevitable man it's a byproduct of doing the daily actionables it's been incredible to see just the absolute momentum that has been created, bro. It's, I, what's interesting is uh, the farther along that I get down the the line, I thought, and even though success is, and you know, you probably relate to this and success is um, amazing and, you know, accomplishing, you know, and knocking off goals are amazing. And, but I thought that I would uh, enjoy that more than I do because now it's, it's more just like next, 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 let's just keep God love growth. I love it, don't get me wrong, but like I thought I would I thought it would mean more to me than it does. But on the flip side, I had no idea how I, I, I highly underestimated how much I would enjoy seeing the success of others. I, I I enjoy it more than I promise you than my than my own success. But it, it's it's awesome.
2: So. ever wanted to play the drums, or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real Mackenzies, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He's played all over the world and he's also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word DRUMMER, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word DRUMMER, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson.
0: Dude, yeah. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. You know, it's just it starts to become another day at the office with checks, which I know might sound still silly or obnoxious at some point to some people, but like it never gets old when somebody else goes like, oh my God, like I did it, it worked, it got there. And it's like, you know, that that just kicked off an entirely different life for the, those people, man. And I, I think that that's amazing. And I, I keep bringing this up and I keep telling myself I'm not gonna do it, but it's so relevant to what we're talking about. The audience is probably sick of me saying it, but have you ever seen the movie or read the book, The Five People You Meet in Heaven? No. Ah, so it like it, I gotta it, write it, down, bro. it goes right into exactly what you're talking about, where it basically is like, at the end of this guy's life, he goes to like this limbo place before he goes to heaven. And what happened was there's five other people that have to meet you before they can move on. And he goes, Okay, well, this is easy. It's going to be my mom, my dad, my dog, my wife, my kid, whatever. And it turns out to be every time, these five people that he would have never thought of and it's like what you were saying before about like the hope and like hey you might not even remember you said something to somebody or you thought that person came there to learn about real estate and they left there getting confidence that they're a beautiful person and then maybe met their soulmate and it's things like that where he goes like well what are you doing here and the guy's like man you don't even remember but like 35 years ago this happened and you did this and it caused this and I'll never and it's like all these things that were so insignificant to that guy but it was these little short-term interactions that made these massive long-term impacts on that person in a positive way and he was just floored about it and it reminded me all the time to just like be cool to everybody because you never know if you're going to be there for that person And it just kind of full circle all the stuff you were saying man but i feel like that is when you go that way man and you have your five people i think you are going to be blown away at like the kind of things that you heard and the impacts that you made on people's lives man so i appreciate you sharing all the stuff you're doing and doing what you're doing on that side of it yeah.
1: That's I'm I'm pumped to read that book, man. I I, will, I promise you, I will read that book, man. I'll and send you a copy.
0: I'll send you a copy. Show me your address. I got you
1: covered. <laughs> I'll take you off on that for sure. Thank you, man. I'll read it because I. I. I know that yeah, man. That's that's true joy to me, and but I also believe it's a responsibility. You know, I think that's the most humbling part. Now is and you, dude, bro. You're catching me, fresh off this big you know this peak partnership event and uh, where i you know we teach these smaller classes but then we bring all these people together and uh, the amount of gratitude that i have right now you're catching me at a super fun time man because just a- amazing to see people come up and you know have the conversations and but but i'll but i'll tell you it, it's a ma- i i've i feel this responsibility of like man and i i, I don't know why but i, I I feel like I always have felt this, you know. But like when I go to a party, for an example, I want to make sure that everybody in that party is having a great time, yeah. you know, everyone. When I go and I get on, you know, I, I, the a, a flight or something, I want to make sure that you know the, the person that I'm next to is, is happy. That they know that I'm a happy person So like, you know, smile at them. When I'm walking down that, air, you know, airport or walking down anywhere, smiling at them, you know, going out surfing this morning. There's two people that. You know, we're all just individuals, but like saying hello and, you know, letting them know that, you know, it's a beautiful day and pointing those things out and just those little things that this huge responsibility and then to see that come full circle and how it's impacted. That takeaway that for, for every listener here that I don't care how many times you've mentioned that book, if, if that's what you're saying, they need to listen to it and, and take it and run with it because that's what will change their life. that by changing the life of somebody else. What's, how do you want to change your own life? Change the life of somebody else, man. That'll absolutely change your life, your identity, your purpose, your value, your happiness, your wealth, your everything.
0: So. I love that, man. You know, I, I didn't know how deep you wanted to go in Peak Partnership because I know we we kind of just passed it. I know you're still doing a lot of events all the time with multifamily mindset, but is Peak Partnership, is there, a, when's the next one? You, have you even planned the next one yet? Like talk to
2: people a little bit about yeah. that as well.
1: Yeah, it'll be February of 2023, and uh, it'll be in Orlando, Florida this year. We're actually moving our, we have a couple different offices, I'm out here in Maui, um, it's, that's our smaller office, we have another one in Utah, we're actually transitioning our Utah office to Orlando, Florida, uh, where we're going to go game busters in that market. We do a bunch of education events there anyway, so it'll provide this resource to be able to do a bunch of in person trainings, but we also have wanted to invest in Central Florida for a long time and so it just provides that platform to, to go there. Uh, but yeah, everyone should go to that event, man. It's it's I mean, go look it up. You'll see the, you know, the excitement and the um, conversations behind it, man. My team put together an awesome event, and then my team gets all the credit for that, dude. They killed it by putting it together, and our network gets all the credit for that. And we have it, you know created this culture of positivity and love and service and value that is unparalleled anywhere else, and I'm, I'm confident about that. And that's once again. Full credit to everyone who's bought in and embodied that, you know. And so, yeah, you should go definitely go check it out. And you know, go to our website and you know get you know the, the tickets, the early bird specials for P Partnership 2023. But yeah, we already have. I mean, we we had I think close to 800 people this year. We already have a few hundred people that have already pre-regged, and it's a year away, you know. So it'll be a big event.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah, man. I'll definitely be there. And for anybody listening, you can definitely check the show notes. And I'll put any links you have for you on your social stuff, for the multifamily mindset stuff, P partnership stuff, MF capital partners. But talk about now, how do people find you? How do they find out about your education company, your networking events, like investing with you guys on the commercial side?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm on every social media platform. <laughs> you know, just Tyler Devereaux. My last name's still a little bit different, but D E V E R A U X. I'm sure, sure it'll be spelled correctly in the show hopefully hopefully <laughs> <laughs> but yeah any social media platform where you can just go to our website which is uh, mf as in multifamily mfcapitalpartners.com that's our investment company uh or you can hit up the multifamilymindset.com for our education company and i would love to connect man i would love to help in any way whether you're looking to passively invest or actively invest or all the above so
0: and i have very much enjoyed our conversation this has been awesome and as i was saying earlier, man it it was long overdue i hear a lot of really great stuff from you from people that i very much respect so i appreciate you coming on i definitely look forward i'm going to grab some peak partnership tickets myself for 2023 and come out there and meet you for sure and i will send you that book any last things before we let you go for your day that you might want to share with the audience
1: no man well yeah. one more thing one thing that people can learn from you bro you reached out to me on social and uh, you know so you you are a a product of of you you get what you you know go and pursue and that you focus on. You sent me messages. I get messages all the time. But your message was very good, man. It was it was it was uh, very good of like, hey man, I would love to have you on. These are the connections we have. These are the people we've had on. I'd love to provide value. And I was like, this guy's sick. I I don't. I'm telling you right now. I don't look up like how many downloads. Who's been on there? I I look at the message these people send. Are they like? are they true and are they intentional in what they're trying to do? And I knew immediately from the message that you sent and I clicked and engaged. And so those individuals that, and it was all about, I knew, dude, it was all about not you, not me. It was everyone that's listening to it. And so I love that about you, dude. And so everyone that's listening can take a lesson from you, which is, man, it, it's, it's providing value. Like whatever you're doing, go after it with freaking just like grit, dude. knowing you're going to get it. <laughs> But also knowing that you're doing it for a a bigger intention and it's that intention, which is, you know, hopefully your intentions pure that will truly make the huge, just the biggest difference in your life. So thank you so much, bro, for having me on, for reaching out and for giving me a platform to chat for a minute, man. I enjoyed it a ton.
0: Yeah, it was very nice of you to say that, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you reaching out. And I had no doubt that we were going to have a great conversation. I hope to have many more with you. I really much appreciate you coming on. All the things you're doing, all the content you're putting out there has been amazing. You obviously bring your A-game to everything you do, and you brought your A-game to this interview, sir. So I appreciate you and your time. Tyler Devereaux, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Have a great day.